Things have quieted down a bit. So with the dust somewhat settled on free agency, what Vikings needs remain and which ones are the biggest? Let's rank them on the Lockdown Vikings podcast. You like it on three, one, two, three. You, like it! you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 welcome to the Lockdown Vikings podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. And thank you so much for picking Locked On Vikings, your first listen of the day, every single day. You can find this show on uh, anything you listen to podcasts, on all platforms. You can find this show on YouTube and even on Amazon Fire and Roku if you download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. Um, today on the show, we're ranking the, the biggest needs. Here is where we're at. Uh, so for next week, I'm going to be out of town all week. And so I have pre-recorded some shows for you. But that means that if there's any breaking news, uh, it's going to be a while <laughs> before I get to it. So this is going to be a little bit of a lull in terms of covering that. But I don't worry not. You will get a show in your inbox every morning next week. Uh, but it'll just be... Evergreen, pre-recorded, and uh, not acknowledge any of the the day's news. We'll catch up on all of it next Monday. Don't or the month, the, the week after Monday. Don't worry about it. So, w- with that being the vibe of, oh, I'm going to go away for a week. Uh, I wanted to talk about where we're at and the needs the Vikings have. Because if anything does break, if they trade for a player, if they sign a player or something, I kind of wanted to go through the roster needs, but not just looking at, oh, where are the biggest holes on the starting roster? We're not just doing this Madden style, right? I want to talk about what the we can expect the Vikings to need, even at the depth spots, you know? Because if you looked at, like, their wide receiver room, you could have said, man, they probably just need a couple of camp bodies to fill out their 90-man roster. As of right now, the Vikings have 66 players under contract. Obviously, the draft will add some. The undrafted free agents will add some there. Um, so that's part of this, too. But headed into this kind of month and a half before the draft, what else do they have in needs? Uh, and I'm going to rank these babies, too. So the number one need, the the most important thing or the most dire thing that the Vikings need should come to nobody's surprises. They need cornerbacks still. I know they got Byron Murphy, and that helps. They cut Cameron Dantzler. I mean, listen to the entirety of this room as it stands at this moment. You have Byron Murphy, who is the only player in the entire room with any nickel experience. Uh, actually, I, I can't say that for sure. I don't know if Tay Gowan or Kalen Barnes have it, but there's those two guys on future contracts, a Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth. So if you had to play a game tomorrow, which you don't, there's lots of time. This is not a panic thing. But if you had to play a game tomorrow, you probably have Byron Murphy playing exclusively slot because you need him to. The other two guys playing outside and the other team basically gets to put their best receiver on the outside and ensure that he never sees our best corner. So that's not acceptable. And I think it's the only room where if you had to play a game tomorrow, it would be entirely unacceptable. Unacceptable. If the room entered the season in that state, like, that's not even realistic, right? Like, it's, it's something went horribly wrong. The, the, the team fell asleep. Um, so I still think that another corner is is not out of the question. That might happen after the draft. That might happen in the draft. Maybe they draft two corners, and then we've got a little bit more of a thick room. But they have five cornerbacks under contract. 
It is not uncommon to enter camp with 10 cornerbacks under contract. More guys are coming to this room. What, how high-octane they are, if they're futures contracts guys, if they're XFL people that you want to bring out, um, you know, or if they're draft picks, whether it's, you know, first or seventh round, whoever it is, we are going to meet more bodies in that cornerback room. I should also mention uh, that this could have been Duke Shelley could have been in this room, but he signed with the Raiders, and this was kind of the news of the day. He signed with the Raiders... Um, it was reported that he got in the 1.3 million range, and then he confirmed on Instagram that the Vikings offered him 1.2 million. A lot of people got very mad about this, but the Vikings like lowballed him and how disrespectful and all that. Difference of 100k. One team wanted him a little bit more. They got him. That's how markets work. We missed out on the guy because we didn't want him as bad as the Raiders did. Good for them. Good luck in Vegas. I, I don't think that that needs to be a big personal deal in particular. Um, but. It, it is interesting. I mean, I would have paid two mil for the guy. I would have paid a mil and a half for the guy, right? So I think I disagree with that move, and that's okay. But um, I don't think we need to make it personal. Anyways, moving on. The second need, and again, I don't think this should come to anyone's surprise, is wide receiver. Um, There is some debate, I guess, if, if it's corner or wide receiver. I put wide receiver lower because if you think about this, if you have to start a game right now, you have Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, third receivers Jalen Naylor. That's not even the worst room in the league, right? Um, and you actually have seven guys under contract. You actually, if you had to do a camp competition, and make roster cuts down to 53 right now, you wouldn't be able to keep all these guys. Um, you also have Jalen Rager in the room, Blake Prohl, uh, who figures to actually be healthy and maybe try to get a start. Brandon Powell, who we just signed, of course, and Tristan Jackson on a futures contract. Um, so like one of those last few guys is getting cut, right? Cause you probably aren't carrying seven wide outs. Although teams have the Vikings probably won't with the way their tight end room is. That room is certainly missing a key piece, and it is absolutely neat. You need a guy to complement Justin Jefferson beyond K.J. Osborne, whether it's somebody that K.J. Osborne competes with for that role or somebody that's just the two and K.J. Osborne remains the three. Um, you, you need somebody like that guy, and then you probably have uh, Rager and Brandon Powell competing for that, that fifth and Jalen Naylor competing for that fourth and that fifth spot. Um, and I, for my money, I think if you had that competition now, Naylor wins it, but that's barely more than a guess, <laughs> barely educated guess. Um, so you need, you definitely need like a wide receiver too. Uh, and I think that's the most dire need. Like those are the two things where I think you genuinely need starters else you are doing the team a disservice. And those are going to be weaknesses going in. Everything else from here on out is not quite that intense, but the next need that I have, I'm just going to call it. And it's kind of a blanket category, interior defensive line. This includes like, if you go to our lads, this includes defensive end. Cause it's a three, four and nobody knows what to call anything, but you know, that's Dean Lowry. He's an inside guy. Kyrie's Tonga, Harrison Phillips. They're inside guys. Even though those guys might line up at edge sometimes because Brian Flores, defense is weird. Typically inside ish guys. And those are probably your starters. Unless you feel really, unless you feel like Jonathan Bullard beats out Dean Lowry, or if you feel really high on Asesia Tomawo or, or Ross Blacklock or whatever, um, but you, you have a full room here. You have nine of these guys, uh, but it feels still like that is a weakness. If you, if you roll into the season with that, nobody's going to laugh at you, but they're going to go, okay, this is where the team is weak. You know, this is going to be a targeted area by the other team. Um, I just don't think that room is good enough yet, but it is, uh, it, you could go into camp with this and you have enough bodies. You also have Jonathan Bullard, James Lynch, um, Ross Blacklock, like I said, uh, Sheldon Day is in on a futures contract, and uh, TJ Smith also as well. Uh, or is, is he 
is, do you call it a futures contract when it's a guy with like who's been in the league that long? Uh, either way, uh, <laughs> those are your nine guys. So you have nine players on this uh, kind of conglomeration of, I guess, three starting positions. So the three kind of inside the, the the true dedicated D lineman. Um, but outside of Harrison Phillips, I don't feel particularly convinced of any of those players being inarguably starting quality. I like what Kyrie Sanga did as a rotational player. I like Dean Lowry as an, a rotational player. But if those guys are full-time starters, um, we'll just say that that leaves some room for improvement. Uh, and then the next room, this is more of a... There's a couple that it's more about future needs. Uh, that's linebacker. Uh, inside linebacker. Your off-ball linebackers. Listen to this room. You got Brian Asamoah and Jordan Hicks, right? Uh, that's already not all that inspiring. You have um, Troy Reader and Troy Dye and William Quinku. So again, it is not uncommon to bring in, I think like eight-ish, nine-ish linebackers into camp. So more bodies are coming, right? But also... Jordan Hicks is on a one-year deal and just took a pay cut. I have a feeling that that's not going to be re-upped unless Jordan Hicks has the year of his life, right? Which I guess could happen. But I think Brian Osimo is the only one of these guys who's under contract for uh, 2024. No, Quenku is also under contract for 2024. So there you go. After this year, you have Brian Osamoa and William Quenku. Everybody else is slated to leave. That's not quite uh good enough so there's a future need there which tells me that linebacker is actually probably a pretty good draft target um we we can probably hang our hat on the vikings drafting a linebacker at some point before like the deep parts of day three where nobody who gets drafted is can really be expected to be a long-term contributor um i have a bunch of other needs that i want to make sure that i get to of course we have to get to all the rest of the positions so uh we will keep on plugging away. But before I talk to you about that, I want to talk to you about Built Madness, baby. Ah, God, did you guys watch that Michigan State, Kentucky State game? That was insane. And uh, I, I I think everybody's bracket is just about kaput by now. But if you want to get involved in another bracket, you can go to builtmarchmadness.com and vote for your favorite Built Bar flavors. Uh, everything from the, the normal bars to the puffs, coconut brownie chunk, always a huge favorite here and you can vote every single day in march to support your favorite thing and it's more than just a thing for a little fun if you go and vote you get entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built and one of you people will get a 12 month subscription to built to have a monthly de delivery free directly to your door of built's best bars or puffs you got to try built it is absolutely delicious covered in 100 chocolate low calorie low fat low sugar chock full of protein but it sure doesn't taste like it's that healthy. And uh, that means you get to have a cheat day without having a cheat day. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com. Vote for your favorite bar or puff. Get entered in that drawing. And hey, why don't you pick up a box while you're there? Once again, you can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Thanks again for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out Locked On NFL Scouting. You might remember the Draft Dudes podcast. That is now uh, Locked On NFL Scouting featuring the Draft Dudes um, go, go check it out, especially during this, the, th we are now in the thick of draft season. It's late March. We've got a month and change to, to get to know as many other players as you can. It's time to start cramming baby. Um, but let's go on to the Vikings needs as we get it. Now, this next one might be, Oh, just a little bit controversial, uh, quarterback, 
So they did bring Nick Mullins back. If you look at the roster right now, they're set for 2023, and it's the way it's going to look in 2023. You've got Kirk Cousins, you have Nick Mullins, and that is it. Maybe they bring in, um, if they don't like draft one in the first round or whatever, which is, of course, a possibility, there's always the the possibility they bring in some undrafted guy, some some Kyle Sloter type, right? That just is your preseason Devi guy um, that that comes in. Again, you, you probably bring three or four quarterbacks into camp normally. It's pretty abnormal to just bring two into camp. That's just not enough arms to do all the drills. So you probably need at least a camp arm. Um, so somebody at quarterback will be joining the Vikings. And it's a matter of, is this a guy we traded up to seventh overall to select? Or is it a camp arm that's like a Nate Stanley that we can just sort of like cleanly pencil in as a camp cut when when you don't need to do the drills anymore? But I, I put it this high on the list because future quarterback is a need. And, I, and I'm talking about exact state of the Vikings right now. Maybe you're somebody who says, well, no, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback of the future. They're clearly setting up to extend him after the draft. They're just, you know, waiting to do it for whatever reason. And OK, sure, that could be the outcome that they extend him after the draft. That would be a way of addressing this need, but they need to do something, and that's one of the options. Um, they currently do not have a quarterback, a single one, under contract for 2024. All they have is dead money at the position. So something's got to happen with the quarterback position. Uh, that, But because 2023 is set, and I don't think 2023 is exactly a strength at a, any of the other positions, um, it still feels like, and, and this is my desire too, like they're not going to get a linebacker. That's been made very clear. But I, but I still think that they should. And so consider this my way of just disagreeing with what they're doing. Uh, but, you know, they don't need a quarterback for 2023, but they do need one for 2024. Whether it's someone they acquire in 2024, like via the, maybe they wait a year and draft one next year if they like a guy next year better, uh, or whether it's somebody they get now that they just have waiting in the wings. Next up is kind of in the same vein as we need a future guy, but we're kind of set right now is safety. Um, safety is, and linebacker is that way a little bit too. You, you know, you need a future guy, but, but you're set right now. Um, safety is actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to switch. Now I've been talking about, I'm going to switch linebacker and quarterback. There it is in this list that I, it, nobody can see. So we, we did corner wide receiver, our interior lineman quarterback, then linebacker, and now we're on to safety. The room right now does look, again, fairly close to probably how it's going to look in uh, 2023. Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum, Josh Metellus, Lewis Seen. Those are your four guys, and also Theo Jackson is here. He is listed as a safety, although he, I believe he's played a little bit of uh, of corner as well, if I, if I recall. So there might be some versatility and special teams and stuff, and that's kind of a way you sneak on the roster as a fifth guy, maybe. But, but your principal four are, are in place. But... Harrison Smith's in his last year, I believe the reporting on that is actually a little has been a little um, contradictory and a little bit cloudy, but I believe Harrison Smith's in his last year of his deal. Um, Cam Bynum only has two years left. Josh Metellus is in the last year of his deal. So you do need a future safety, maybe even a little bit of future depth. And then, of course, we don't know what we're going to see from uh, Lewis Seen because we didn't get much from him last year. So. Uh, future safety is a great thing. I don't think it's a very dire thing. I don't think we're, we're, we're springing for Brian branch, you know? Um, I mean, shoot, I wouldn't say no to it. He's a good enough player. If you know, if you take him at 23, cause he's the best guy on the board, I'm not going to argue. Um, but it's something that, you know, next year will be a need. And thinking about that a year before it's actually a need usually leads to more efficient solutions. Um, after that, I am going for interior offensive linemen. Um, again, this is all these groups now are set for what they're going to be for 2023. You've got 
Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram. Those are your guys. Maybe Austin Schlotman or uh, Chris Reed like compete. They're probably going to compete with each other again for the for backup spots, which is kind of what happened there. Like Austin Schlotman beat Chris Reed for a backup center job, um, and maybe they, they they do that again, and the losers maybe a backup guard. Um, you also have Josh Sokol. You have Oli Udo, who can also kind of kick in and play guard in a pinch. I believe they've done the same with Blake Brandell, although I don't think they liked that. And he's in the tackle group, uh, at least on the, the hour lads thing that I'm looking at. Um, I think a depth piece here could be useful uh, in, in the short term to just compete with Chris Reed and Austin Schlopman. But if they didn't acquire a single lineman, they're just rolling in with the group that they were happy with last year. Uh, and that's more than you can say for any of these other positions. So, that's why this is relatively low on the list. Um, but again, you know, some guard competition for these guys would be awesome. I, a lot of people have asked me, hey, could Ezra Cleveland be a cap casualty or whatever? I think he's closer to getting extended than he is to getting cut. But uh, as with all things, time will tell. Next one I'm going to do is edge rusher um, in a similar way. And again, this is like the current configuration. And I don't know if this is going to stay um, because edge rusher is a... It has currently Zadarius Smith, Marcus Davenport, and Daniel Hunter in it. That's a pretty strong rotation. And if they keep it that way, then, yeah, I don't think drafting another edge rusher is particularly necessary because you have also, and I'm talking, uh, it's listed as like outside linebacker in some places, but you know what I'm talking about. Daniel Hunters, DJ Wanams, you know, you got Pat Jones, Luigi Villan, Kenny Willekes. You got a couple of guys, Curtis Weaver and Benton Whitley, who are on futures contracts. So you already have a lot of roster pressure there. I would not be shocked to learn that they do not acquire another edge rusher from here and until week one of the draft or until week one of, uh, of the season, um, they could draft some like you're not going to say no if like a really cool edge rusher falls to you. And it is a good class. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. And then, of course, there's also if Sedarius Smith gets cut, this moves up the list a little bit. But he is currently under contract. So where it stands right now, this is certainly on the lower end of the priorities. There's all the other lower priorities, you know, call it the rooms that I'm pretty happy with their configuration right now um, that I will get to in a second but uh first let me talk to you about a good old gramble it's FanDuel time baby FanDuel is America's number one sports book and part of that is because you can sign up right now as a new player and you can get bonus bets back as part of a no sweat first bet make your first bet with it no big deal you get could get up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets by going to fanduel.com slash locked on and signing up there to claim that no sweat first bet then you can wager on whatever you want from money lines uh basketball games MLB futures, NFL futures, stuff like where's Aaron Rodgers going to, or where's like Lamar Jackson going to end up. I don't think you can bet on Aaron Rodgers anymore. That's pretty much decided. Um, You can bet on individual player props in hockey games, or even, uh, you know, which team cuts down the net at the end of the the NCAA tournaments. Um, All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can even jam them all together into a parlay, try to get a better payout. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat-first bet. Up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Three more position groups, at least the way that I categorized it. I guess the specialists, too, but they're, well... No, I'm going to put the specialists in, actually. They probably should go over Edge and and IOL for me because I believe that they should get competition for Greg Joseph. I don't know if they will, uh, but I'm going to put the specialists in there. So they'll go between safety and and IOL. I'll I'll just kind of lump in long snapper, kicker, and punter all into one thing. Very happy with the punter, very happy with the long snapper. It's really just kicker. 
Um, I'm not very happy with Greg Joseph. He was a bottom five kicker last year. Signing him to a deal with a whole bunch of guaranteed money kind of tells me that the Vikings are not going to get competition, but I am firmly of the belief that even if you're happy with your kicker, you should give him a guy to beat every every offseason, which is an undrafted free agent. It's not the most expensive need, but I do think in terms of direness, I would put it over something like, uh, or put it right around something like interior O-line. Maybe I'll put it below interior O-line. So put it above edge rusher. I love how I'm editing this on the fly which makes it a really good thing that you can easily keep track of, but we'll review at the end. Um, next up, though, I only have three position groups left, and they're all pretty complete. Um, the next one is running back. Again, this is the same group exactly as it was constructed last year. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Kenny Wongu, Ty Chandler, CJ Ham. What is happening with Dalvin Cook right now is beyond me, and it is certainly uh, not my forte to be the guy that gr- that scrounges up that information. Um, last I heard Darren Wolfson just kind of said, stay tuned, but I'm doing this in this current moment. We're taking a cross kind of a snapshot of the team right now. And the snapshot of the team right now has Dalvin cook on it. If Dalvin cook gets traded or cut or whatever, if they, if something comes to pass where he's no longer on the team and they, they don't get a running back, uh, in return, um, then that kind of springs up immediately to like third on this list, maybe fourth on this list. Uh, I, th- I think that becomes a pretty dire thing because if, if Alexander Madison is your RB1 and Kenny Wongu is RB2, I think that's an incomplete group. I think it would add something and then call that a committee. Um, and I think they'd like genuinely need a player to play 2023 there. So that I, I would definitely change that up. But for now, um, I have it third to last. Second to last is offensive tackle. Boy, this group's done. Uh, you've got two tackles you can feel great about in Christian Derrissaw and Brian O'Neill. Uh, hot take, they both make the Pro Bowl next year. I believe in it. <laughs> I think it can happen. Um, then you have, you know, you've got Blake Brandell and Oli Udo and Vidarian Lowe. Five tackles, which they kept five tackles on the roster. I don't know if they're going to do that again. Um, so you've already kind of got roster pressure, guys competing for a job with each other. Um, it is definitely a complete group and I don't think anything needs to be added to it now or for the future. These bookend tackles are, are locked up. You know, Christian Derrissaw is on a rookie contract. Brian O'Neill just signed an extension last year. These guys are locked in and, uh, we we can be pretty happy with them. And then last on this list, and maybe you think tackle should be last on this list, but I'm putting tight end tight end is there are too many in the building right now. And, and we're going to end up cutting a tight end that, uh, is, that we feel pretty good about. You have TJ Hawkinson. Of course, you're keeping it probably extending him. You have Josh Oliver. He just signed him. You have Johnny Munt, who's inarguably a rosterable player, right? I don't know if he's a starting quality player. They had him starting for a couple games last year. That was not great, but but he makes a team, right? You have Ben Ellison. He should make a team. You have Nick Muse. He feels like he has a good chance to be a rosterable player, but there's nowhere to put him. So I feel like you're going to be cutting dudes that make a team somewhere else. Uh, and this is the only position group I really feel that way about, which is why I'm putting it last on the list, because it feels like, OK, we're we're cutting a rosterable player at tight end. I don't feel like we're necessarily cutting a rosterable tackle. I don't feel like we're cutting rosterable running backs necessarily. Right. Um, and this, this tight end group is just kind of insane. Maybe we don't cut any of them. Maybe we just live in two tight ends all the time and we want five on the roster. So we have enough depth to kind of um, to to support that, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think that that's going to be the case. So to review, since I swapped some stuff around on the fly there, I have corner as the greatest need. I think most people do wide receiver is second. Then I have interior D line, you know, the, from Dean Lowry to Harrison Phillips, kind of that alignment. Um, I have future quarterback 
so quarterback in general, but because of the future part of the need, nobody's under contract for 2024, even though it's set for 23. Uh, linebacker is after that, which is kind of the same. It's set for what it is going to be in 23, but you don't really have enough for 24. Same-ish with safety. You have an, you you could have Cameron Bynum and Lewis Seen, but you at least need depth for 24, uh, if not competition for those guys, because you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, interior line and special teams are are next in that order. Those are groups that are finished for what they're going to be. Uh, and I don't really see the Vikings adding to them, but I think they maybe should. Um, then I have edge rusher and running back, which are fairly crowded rooms. The, again, that that both of those moves, those rooms could spring up the list a little bit if Dalvin Cook or Zadarius Smith get traded or cut or whatever. Uh, but as it is constructed right now, you roll into the season, you feel pretty good about those rooms. And then offensive tackle is uh, no notes and tight end has... So many players that we probably have uh, more than we need, we need, and we'll be cutting somebody rosterable. Um, that's where I'm going to leave you guys live <laughs> for a week here. Again, uh, don't unsubscribe or anything. I'm going to have I'm going to be doing a series on how I scout players. Uh, I, I I pre-recorded episodes on how I scout corners, how I scout wide receivers, talking about the techniques I look for, the things I value in them that can hopefully help prime you to go look at your own stuff. I'll even tell you where I get tape and, and how I, the, my, my whole process, because I want people to be able to come along and do this with me. And uh, I think the more people doing this work, the better we can all, we can all grow together as a little community. Um, so I, I will be releasing one of those uh, once a day, but if any news comes out, I'll have to circle around and get to it next week or, or a week after next. So, um, I will see you guys all then. Uh, love you. I'll miss you. And as always, skull.